Welcome back to the Random Fandom Podcast with Brandon and Brandon. And what a week of geek culture it's been for us. We've got a lot to talk about. Something personally that just happened this week. Uh, I got my first period. Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. That's really great. I mean, at the end of a sentence, I finally learned about punctuation. Oh, no, I, I figured that's what you meant. Oh, yeah. right. Being a grammatical fellow w- yourself. Wait, yeah. Uh, wait until you move on to onto commas and, and, and O's. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm kind of a I'm kind of a grammar Nazi in that sense. Well, that is sad. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Um, I used to work for the Nazis, and and I would proofread. Their oh, so you <laughs> you were Mein Kampf? Did you have anything to do with that? No, that was that was before my time. Oh, okay. But so it was, was like there was a lot of the propaganda pieces after that that I had to proofread and 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 fix the grammar. Uh, so I was a grammar Nazi. Yeah, I've always thought it meant something else. Thanks for putting it into nope. a special light. Every, well, that's a mis- misconception. People think that grammar Nazi is just somebody who corrects people's grammar. No, no, no. You have to correct a Nazi's grammar. Yeah. Gotcha. But whose grammar do the Nazis correct? The, uh, no, Nazis don't correct grammar. Nazis correct lifestyles and religions. Oh, and purity amongst right. the races. Yes. Okay, you get it. Yeah. You know, as I was actually really disappointed, I finally uh, checked out the show The Amazing Race on CBS, and I uh-huh. thought it was a documentary about white people, <laughs> and it wasn't. They actually had a... We are joking, and we need to stop. Welcome back to episode 18. Welcome we- back. Welcome back to reality. Let's <laughs> let's steer this boat in the right sh- the right direction. Okay. We are like the audio equivalent of a fat guy on a motorcycle. Like, makes you laugh, but also makes you a little bit sad. Like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening. No, I, right on my my way over to your house, I saw a guy clearly about three times wider than his motorcycle. And I just thought, that poor motorcycle is not going to have a <laughs> shelf life as if it belonged to a more... It's just very obvious when someone is large and in charge and on a motorcycle. Yeah. You just can't help but notice. Just get in a car. Get, get a damn car, yeah. Get a Motorcycles aren't for you. Or get a, a fat boy. That literally is a kind of Harley. <laughs> I'm not know. sure if they're named that specifically for My that reason. My dad owned a fat boy. He did. Yeah. But he wasn't a fat guy. No, not really. What's in the name? Random fandoms in our name. And that's what we are getting into. We're going to get into a lot of things today, including to us what makes a good con, having just gone to a local convention. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. But before we do, we want to thank you for listening. Check. Thank you. And then we want to thank you. That's done. And thank you for- <laughs> Great job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Of listening. We did it, guys. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Episode 19, here we come. <laughs> we want to thank our fake sponsors for helping us fake make this possible. Uh, first of whom is... Are we fake making this? Fake making? <laughs> I like that term. That could be a good thing. What is? What does this all mean? Where am I? Oh, this is so existential. Is it going to feel this way forever? Yeah. <laughs> that poor <laughs> kid. Uh, he's going to get shown that a lot when he gets older. Oh, God. I'm, I'm sure he's like the most popular kid in his school just because of that one video. You know what I like is there's a, a clip from it's all... David at the dentist. Just YouTube it. Of course. If you don't know what we're talking about. You're damn well better by now. Who's helping us make this possible today in a fake way? Yeah, our first fake sponsor is Bottom Ramen. So let's face it, Top Ramen is expensive. At 17 cents a pack, who can oh, afford that? God, yeah. So, yeah. So for those of us who can't afford Top Ramen, well, there's... Can, can we call ourselves modest? Yes. So yeah. for the modest folk, there's Bottom Ramen. Sure, it, it may not taste as good or as fresh, but sometimes you, only have, you only have a dime a day. And with Bottom Ramen, you can get all three meals with just a dime a day. And worms. You might get worms, too, for just a dime a day. But hey, you know what? It's better than starving to death or asking your bitch of a mother for another handout. Now, at your local (laughs) grocery... Thank you, by the way. At your local grocers, where should we be looking for this? Uh, Usually grocery outlet. uh, Bottom shelf, would you say? Bottom shelf, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, usually... So if you see Top Ramen... On the bottom shelf, that means that you're at a Safeway or somewhere where you somewhere should, like really high class. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, that's or Food Max. That's high class. Yeah, you need to go somewhere where where Top Ramen is a shelf or two above Bottom Ramen. Makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. You know why they call them outlets? Because you're out of options. That's why. You're there. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, counterpoint to that, uh, we're sticking with a food theme today for our fake sponsors. This is a little on the other side of the coin. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Meal Chairs. They are the world's first, only, and probably last edible brand wheelchair. 
It's the preeminent gourmet mode of handicapped transportation. Because how many times have you been in a wheelchair? Like, gosh, I'm hungry. Oh, I, well, almost every time I'm in a wheelchair. Clearly, yeah. So this is great for somebody like you. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to make fun of the handicapped plight, but you know, or the hungriest plight. But let's put the two together and solve two well, uh, big hungry problems. Hungry people obviously are going to need. That's a probably how they got in the and wheelchair. Handicapped people are going to get hungry. It, That's just the. It's a circle of life. It really is. Elton, Elton John, John is. John. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously. all over that. Uh, so this product is guaranteed to leave you 100% satisfied. And right now, meal chairs to help sweeten the deal. When you place an online order, you're going to enter the promo code promo code random fandom for 10% off. Like I said, they want to sweeten the deal. They really want to get you interested in their product. So they're ramping up the deal to uh-huh. 20% off uh, this weekend only, by the way. So for more details and to place your orders, visit mealchairs.com today. Uh, let's do that. Yeah. Could you imagine an edible wheelchair? Well, I was imagining one the entire time we were talking no, about it. No, but it's it. funny. Like in the history of everything, someone's probably been like, can you imagine how many ever years ago? And now it's a reality. Granted, they're probably not alive to see so it. So what you're saying is in 20 years, we're going to get the Apple meal chair. I really hope so. Made with real apples. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> apples stand the test of time. So let's move into... Um, real things. Some real things. Because the fake sponsors, though fun... Ain't real. They're not real. But something that really did happen to both of us... Right in uh, our faces. <laughs> ...was there There was a local Comic-Con in our area in Santa Rosa. It's they called, didn't call it a Comic-Con. It's though. called the uh, Sonoma County Toy and Comic-Con, I believe. Or Santa Rosa Toy and Comic-Con uh, at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. Our local fairgrounds, And yes. so I say we talk about it. So let's make this the topic of the week. Yeah, we're not giving a plug to the uh, the con that just happened, and it is a very grassroots uh, effort. You can tell. Um, yeah, it's, it's mainly it's, done by I believe one guy. It's it's very local. Yes. You can tell, and that's fine. Um, I've never been uh, to the big ones, nor have I really had the yearning because of just how crowded it is. Oh, and I would how, love to go. Uh, see, I'm not a big crowd guy. Okay. You know? We so, should talk about what we want out of a con. So like yeah, this. I I I would hope for something in between, like the local indie ones and the big national ones. Okay. But what? Let's talk about what makes a good convention. And first things first, to me, you gotta have effing air conditioning. <laughs> yes, it was so hot. Yesterday in there. was so hot. We were in a concrete jungle. Yeah. Yeah. So granted, With, like not even concrete. No, I don't know what. And in there was it. no trees. No. No, I think there was one. <laughs> Uh, but let's let's focus no, on. No, that go- was somebody cosplaying as a tree. Oh, that guy was good. Yeah. No, but let's focus on the good. The good things. Families come together. They really do. I think one of the things that I saw first and made me like really happy, and I actually called out to him just from walking by, is there was um, a mother daughter, and you ended up seeing them later, um, cosplaying together as Linda and Louise from Bob's Burgers. That was cool, and it was freaking awesome. Uh, there was also a Harley Quinn mother daughter so the daughter was wearing um kind of just a costume that you would get at a costume store for harley quinn and the mother had a homemade uh harley quinn with this huge mallet i'm talking like it was the size of her child (laughs) and it was she had it over her um over her shoulder and obviously she made it and you can tell everything was homemade but it was it just added to the to the costume because it made it feel like what you'd get out of the comics was that oversized mallet that she could never in real life lift right um yeah i i I think to tail off that i think that the cosplaying is one of the best things that you get out of yeah it's fun in that sense yeah i've never dressed up myself i've wanted to but i just haven't i i need to go as an ensemble you know that that i could be like like as a part of a group with yeah like we're walking around and that way i'm just not out there by myself and we actually were all the Suicide Squad, and then we can go as a group and tell and people about our everybody. bad movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how we're both going the same direction. <laughs> um, we actually had we thought about this because I didn't know I was going to be able to go until day of. Had we thought about this more, uh, we could have put this together. You were going to dress up as Han Solo. I was, and you had the idea. I had the idea. You had the idea. Yeah, this of uh, you having a lightsaber impaling you somehow, and just yeah, walking around with a lightsaber just stuck through that me, being the last impression we got of Han Solo. 
I thought that would have been funny. That would have been awesome. And then you said, oh, what about, what if you dressed up as Kylo Ren and just every few minutes just randomly stabbed me? Yeah. With a lightsaber. See, that would be awesome. That would have been awesome. Like, I would love to film that from afar. And then just the two of us come together. You just kind of take your mask off and drop it on the ground and... And I put my hand on your shoulder and then you just, pull, you just, yeah, you just stab me and I just collapse and then you walk away and then everybody just sta- stares at me collapse and goes, why is that guy still laying on the ground? <laughs> if they didn't have context, especially beforehand. <laughs> People, yeah, <who> just <laughs> but uh, the costumes are awesome. But I, like the reason I brought up costumes in general is because I just love, I love how it brings family dynamics together or just people would never talk to each other but yeah. all of a sudden we have this common bond there were some great costumes last year uh we stuck around last year for the costume contest and yeah. i think uh, a, a hybrid uh this guy looked like a semi-pro cosplayer he won with a darth doom do you remember that yes. guy? yes oh yeah it was a green darth vader armor and, he was and he was them... like half uh doctor doom half darth yeah. vader and he looked awesome the people who make that kind and of yeah stuff, that's the thing ridiculous. it's not store-bought yeah no, no and that's when you fuse two like that you can you can tell there's not a single piece of that that he like purchased in any way because he made it his own yeah and i think that's so cool and there was a really cool link who i think won bronze uh third place or something yep. There was a guy, a mutant, an X-Men Spider-Man. He was Spider-Man, but he had X-Men colors. And, yeah, uh, like, that guy was cool. That guy was awesome. I, and I just love stuff like that. This year, um, I didn't see as much. This year was just, I think, on all fronts, probably the heat took a lot of people out of it. But there was like just a downshift a little bit this year as far as just the local one. But I think what really stole the show, and I think you'll be posting the picture online if you haven't already, is there was a guy dressed up as a xenomorph, an alien. Yes. And it was big, it although was, he was a short person. It had to be the coolest and most creative costume i've there's no way you could buy that like he clearly made this and i'm sure it was like with the tail and everything the tail was long too just like in the movies and it was awesome and And he had the retractable second mouth and he was scaring people i was watching him he would walk up to like especially he was singling out chicks i don't blame him it was a dude in there. We had talked to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he was walking up behind people and waiting until they turned around and then just flicking out his second mouth. I, I did see that some was hilarious. freak out Freaking out. That. And then we had a, a, oh, not a friend, but a friend we know by name, uh, Wayne, yeah. who has been on uh, with us. He had his son, who was a little sensory overwhelmed. I think, what, Alden's not even yet two? Not even two. Sorry and... for using a minor's name, but uh, you're supposed to protect the innocent. But his son, Lambert, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a great name. Um, he was getting a little scared from some of the costumes and it's a lot going on there. And then when we saw the xenomorph, the alien walking towards us, Wayne immediately said, Oh, nope, not going to let him see that. And then Alden did end up seeing him. Lambert ended up seeing him. And then he kind of waved to the alien. It was just like, wait, you're afraid of Captain America over there who stands for truth, justice in American way. (laughs) Or that's Superman. Uh, Well, obviously uh, Alden likes villains. What's his name? Uh, Lambert. Uh, Alden Lambert. Uh, it obviously doesn't like America. Yeah. You know Neither that do reminds aliens. Me of, is that reminds me of that Simpsons joke where over the intercom, Principal Skinner yes. is calling out Lisa Simpson and he goes, <laughs> Lisa he S. Goes, he goes, yeah, he says, he says something about like Lisa S. And he goes, oh, no, that's, that's a little too obvious. Let's go L. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> great, great reference. Um, so anyway, back <laughs> to our toy in Comic-Con. But you know, the... Um, there was a whole set of stormtroopers too. Yeah, they were cool looking. They were amazing looking, and there was three different R two D two units. Yeah, or R two units. R two units. There Excuse was me. Two, there was an R two D two, but there's there was a black R two. There was R two D two as we know him. There was the R two something else from the original episode four. Um, yeah, they were yeah. cool. They were they chirping. were cool. And then um, Wayne actually had a funny thing. I wish he was here to tell, but yeah, let's so recreate I'll, it. Well, well, so he was saying that he was walking and he saw uh, an R two D two that was like see through, and he was like, "Oh, that's that's a really cool concept." So of he an walked R2-D2. up to it to go check it and out. And he walked up to up to it to check it out, and he realized it was an upside down Alhambra water. <laughs> wow, this R two dispenses water, <laughs> and he comes with paper cups. So, oh man, that's uh, awesome. That had to be the best cosplay. <laughs> yeah, that Alhambra water worked the shit out of that yeah. R2 costume. Um, but Al- <laughs> Alden uh, was also afraid of the R2-D2. And there's a really funny picture of wife, uh, wife <laughs> of Wayne and his wife. Excuse yeah. me. Um, wife and his Wayne. Um, her Wayne. Wife and her Wayne, excuse yeah. me. And Alden posing with an R2-D2 unit. 
and Alden just in just a massive cry in yeah, the middle of it because he can't handle being near the R2 unit, which <laughs> it's like, what, what's scary about this trash can looking thing? Nothing makes sense when you're that age. Yeah. What's the funnest thing you can do as a kid? Ride a pony, right? I have pictures. My mom still has them on display anytime I go to her house of me just having a meltdown on a pony. <laughs> and, it's supposed to, and I had this little cowboy hat on and stuff like that. And yeah, it was from last week. But um, <laughs> no, I, was, I think it was like three. And it's inexplicable. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no rhyme or reason at that stage. Um, so some of the have other... Have you ridden a pony since though? <laughs> I, I've listened to Pony by Genuine. Ah, see, if you haven't... No, see. No, You obviously still have an issue with ponies. Because think about it. You haven't ridden a pony since then. That yeah. pony traumatized you. Okay, but... As an adult, what's the motivation to ride a pony? Have to, you? To look cute as hell. Okay. With your cowboy hat. All right. When I do my next calendar, I'll make sure to make that the month of what? May? That's a good pony month, right? I think so. That's May a good, is a hot, that's a really hot good month pony for ponies. Month. Yeah. Um, so some of the <laughs> other things, again, we know there are bigger ones out there. We haven't been to Comic-Con. We haven't been to um, some of these other ones. You've been to a couple conventions a little bigger than this, and they go from general. Oh, way bigger. I've been to, yeah, yeah. E3. I've, yeah. I've, they go from very crazy. general in scope. Like, this one was a toy in Comic-Con, so it's like, welcome pretty much anything that falls under anything that can be considered a toy or a comic or based in that yeah. uh, vicinity. Um, and then there's very specific ones, like Walker Stalker Con. You know, it's basically saying, hey, do you want to follow around the cast of Walking Dead as they begrudgingly yeah. sign autographs, but because they're getting paid a lot? Come on over. And then there's video game ones. You know, you have BlizzCon and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think the things that make a good con- make for a good convention are the right amount of uh, celebratory appeals. Um, Which there was barely any. Yeah, they had Phil Lamar, uh, you know, who was in Mad TV. He was, oh, I'm going to forget the name. But he the voiced guy, Samurai Jack. Yeah, he got um, shot in the back of the car in Pulp Fiction. Yep, he, yep. Um, he was uh, in Futurama. Yeah, he's voiced and he's voiced a lot of things. He's been uh, Justice League or Teen Titans. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Justice he League. was he was pseudo approachable. I said just hello in passing. They had uh, a couple other every year. They have like a random Power Rangers cast yeah, member. Yeah, for the past two years, three years in a row, they've had some random Power Ranger. Yeah, last year they had Ewoks, but it's just like, how would you know that? So when we talk about what makes for a good con, I feel like R one locally is too small it's such oh, yeah. a it's such a baby con where it's fun to walk through and it's absolutely a fun way to to spend four hours of, of your saturday or something um and you can go outside and they have um larping like which is oh, pretty man. fun um and it's fun for the kids actually i have a larping story should i tell might as well all right so last year so okay, I I dress up unlike Brandon. Brandon said he doesn't dress up. I do. Last year, I wore a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle onesie, adult size. Obviously, I'm not, I'm a small guy, but I'm not that small. Yeah. So out in the Larping area, there was a small kid, and he I don't know. He must have been maybe five, maybe four. Right. Is that and why you were following him? Or? Also had the same onesie, and so I was like, okay, I've got to get a picture with this kid. But him and his parents were in the LARPing area. So I couldn't like go in and be like, hey, do you mind if I take a picture with your kid and all that? Um, so I, I tried to go in through the, the main way because it's kind of fenced off. And they were like, oh, you can't go in there unless you sign a waiver and get trained. And I was like, uh, I, I don't want to LARP because in my head I was like, this is the lamest thing I've ever seen, and I was, which is bad for me to say as a geek. But LARPing, there's a limit, you know? Yeah. And... Um, and so I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I just, I want to go just talk to that kid and just see if I can get a picture with him real quick. And they were like, no, if you want to go in, you have to sign a waiver and you have to get trained. So Wayne and I were like there and we're like, all right, so let's just, let's just sign the waiver. We signed the waiver. Um, and then we started our training and, and it, <laughs> after a while we're like, okay, this is kind of fun. I ended up going in and taking a picture with the kid and everything. And then while we were there, we were like, so... Like, do you want to just, do you want to LARP a little bit? And so we actually ended up, Wayne and I fought a little bit and I fought against some other people. And it's lame from the outside, but it's 
pretty fun from the inside. I can see that. It actually really sounds like the um, uh, part of the plot to um, role models that you're describing. Y- yes, exactly. Remember for the longest time, they're like, no, you are stupid for doing that. And, and then, then they get into it. And, and then really, the guy's yeah. like, it's fun, right? He's like, actually, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. And that's I, I think that's actually what LARPing is. is that's is, cool. Is it's so nerdy from the outside, but when you're in the inside, you're like, this is actually pretty fun. So um, yeah, I think having attractions is cool. But uh, back to, and thank you for sharing that story. It's actually yeah. pretty cool. If you have the right celebratory uh, appeal that sweetens the deal. I would go if they didn't bring celebrities because honestly, if you're not gonna willing to pay the autograph fees or the photo fees, yes. then you're just walking by them and it almost looks kind of sad because they're hot. You know, obviously their career's not on fire at this point. No disrespect. Usually they're just there on their phone or they appoint someone to sit for them while they just say, screw this, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, which was a lot. Last year they had Billy D. Williams. Obviously the bigger ones with the bigger budgets can pull in uh, and they had the guy from uh, last year. They had the guy from Friday. The um, oh Debo, Debo, uh, Tiny Friday. Lister. And so yeah, I actually got a picture with him. Which he's it, cool. It was. It, but here's the thing. He was it Macho was, Man Randy Savage's tag team partner. They really? did. That's yeah, he was in a movie called No Holds Bar Wrestling with Hulk Hogan. So they brought him in to do an actual wrestling match to cross promote the movie. Hmm. So Wayne actually paid twenty. It was like twenty bucks to get a picture with him. And then Wayne worked it out where he paid 20 bucks for us both to get a picture with him. Cool. Because um, t- to me, I'm like, I'm not going to pay 20 bucks just to get a picture with somebody. That's just kind of weird. But that's how they make their money while they're yeah, there, Yeah, you got That's how um, they support the themselves. Guy, the guy was kind of egotistical, I, I felt, but at the same time, kind of still cool. But then they also had uh, the guy from Walking Dead at our last one. Who played Oscar, a very minor character in season episodes. three Who and knows? maybe four. I'm not sure. They had one of the pink Power Rangers. They had the the guy you just mentioned, the Lamar guy. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. Um, yeah. And you know, one of the one of the cool things is Phil Lamar voiced Samurai Jack, I guess, uh, which I didn't know until I was actually there. But I'm, sure. I'm a big fan of Samurai Jack. The artist to some of the comics, not the TV show, but the artist to some of the comics for Samurai Jack was there. And so what I really wanted to do was buy one of those pictures and then go over and have him yeah, sign it. I do like that ability to do I, stuff like that. I thought like that was cool, yeah. but it would have cost me 20 bucks for a print, and then I can't remember what the cost was, but it cost money to get him to sign whatever. And so I was yeah. like, Ugh, it's, I like all of that, but, but not enough there, to... But when you're there in the moment, it seems like it makes sense, but then when you go home, would you pay for a right. s- like $75 or whatever it would have been for an autographed print of samurai jack yeah, i don't nah. i don't know like that's Probably the thing not. to me i wouldn't i i have an autographed picture up in my room but it it's it was just, a gift it was a gift um but it's it's just one of those things where I, once you hang it what do you do with it besides showing people it just is something to got, look yeah. at from that point forward so one of the last things that i want to touch on is um what my favorite thing about any sort of con like this besides the cosplay i think the cosplay stuff is one of the yeah, coolest it's uh, which, by the way, this year I went as Mario because the Han Solo costume, long story, but it didn't work out. Um, but I love the art. I love yeah. the artists that are there. You see some amazing talent on display. Uh, yeah. And I think my favorite thing is when you have an artist who has a style, a certain style that takes your favorite things and makes it into a different style than the ever It's almost like you want been. that guy to be your tattoo artist. It's like yeah, you like their style. Like that. You, yeah, you just you develop a rapport with them. On my on my wall now, I have some uh, kid versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then I went back and the same artist there. I got four more from him, which was April O'Neil, Splinter, Shredder, and Casey Jones. And then I got a couple more because it was like buy four get two free, and I got. Um, Deadpool and Deathstroke. Yeah, that's which a great. Are fighting. That's a great picture. I love that one. And, and if you cool. know what it means, yeah, because we talked about that before. How one was uh, kind of a co- direct copy of the other, and um, so that one's cool. And then I got the kid, kind of this um, mosaic of the Avengers as kids, which is kind of neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some great artistry. Some of them's local too. You know, they come yeah, from yeah. you know the greater. Bay Area or wherever you are, wherever like your Tri County area is, but some of them are like right here in your own neighborhood, depending on where you go. Again, uh, the bigger they are, the cons, the the more it costs a table, the more it costs to get in. So I really like supporting. So support your local con. I mean, go to the big ones too, by all means, if you can get in and if you can stand the crowds. But support your local cons too, because whether or not you know it ends up being terribly exciting year to year, it, there's always potential. 
And I love when you're just rifling through someone's table and you're like, oh, I used to have this as a kid or something like that. Or just ultra rare stuff. You know, and some people are there for the love of it. And some people are just there as a collector. Like they just buy and sell and they're not attached to it. And you can usually tell, but, you know, developing a rapport with someone, I I think it's cool because then you're probably going to see them if you go to another one in the greater, uh, greater area or if you go to another county's con. Or if you wait another year and see him again. And one cool thing, I actually read this online just as a little tip. Like literally this guy had a blog about convention. This guy goes to all these conventions. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name. But he said collect business cards and present that same business card. Because people, you know. know, They'll forget. Yeah. But then give them a business card. Be like, hey, by the way, I I like your stuff. And I just wanted to let you know that I remember you. You go back to them. They'll usually give you a sweetheart of a deal. That's it. Like instead of like three for 20, they'll be like, oh, cool. You can take them for 15 or something like yeah, that yeah 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 that's, that's that's another cool thing is there's a lot of bartering happening it is um i feel weird about bartering with artwork right we were uh, talking about uh, yeah because because i wanted that samurai jack picture but i was like ah 20 bucks when i just bought all these teenage mutant ninja turtles i spent 20 bucks for six and this guy's offering 20 bucks for one you right. know and so i'm like oh, i feel like i want to barter with him but I, I know it's his art, and so I, I don't necessarily yeah, feel comfortable I, I like, about doing that with art. Toys is different. Yeah, toys, they're possessions. They're bought, they're sold, they're not created. Unless that person makes the toy, um, then that'd be one thing. But yeah, haggling with someone over their artistry, even if it's the, not their own original, it's like, this guy didn't create Ninja Turtles, but he's creating, well, he's creating his, his version rendition of, it. of yes, them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I do feel like kind of cheap when yeah you're like, like you're cheapening his art when he goes no this is what i'm setting the price and you're saying yeah but i'm not willing to pay that i'm willing to pay less because you're basically saying your art is not worth that yeah. and that's what i don't like but so we've been talking about this for a while so time to wrap it up but i think cons are awesome just fresh off the heels one literally yesterday at the time of this recording is when we went and so support your local con go to the big ones too uh as specific or as just general as they may be they're fun yeah, of course yeah they're worth it um, just make sure that you bring water if your building doesn't have AC because oh that took a lot of people out the game yesterday. Yeah, it was a hot day. All right, so let's move on to talk about something different. Let's talk about some video games. So this is going to be a little bit of a rapid fire here on a couple of these topics. Uh, lots to get to, so we'll kind of do this in quick order. Uh, first of which, tell us about Firewatch and where we can find it. So Firewatch is originally PS4 and PC only. Yes. And I specifically, I don't play games on my PC just because my PC is not all that souped up to do so. Right. It's a laptop. And, but I specifically went and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go download Steam. I'm going to get Firewatch so that I can play this game because I don't have a PS4. Because this, the Firewatch game is, um, it was getting really great reviews. People were loving it. And I was just really curious. And I love the game. And now I'm happy to say that all us Xbox folks can now download Firewatch. And it's got some new features on it. Is it 360 or just one? One. Yeah. More motivation for me to eventually get, get that get one. Right? Um, and I'll so, know when I find the one. So one of the cool things is that the game now has a couple of added pieces that the developers just kind of threw in there, including commentary. So you can play through the game and walk up to these uh, nodes or whatever you want to call them where you can um, basically grab an audio cassette tape and listen to that audio cassette tape and it's the developers with commentary. That sounds like a great thing to uh, do on the second playthrough. Yes. It's like I want to watch an episode and then it, of something if I have it on DVD and then when I watch it again, you listen watch to it with commentary. like... Yeah. yeah, totally. That actually, I think that's cool. I well, think that's a nice little feature. And especially it, with this game, and I'm not going to get into it and spoil it, but it's a really, really story-driven game. And, right, and we've talked about it in our last... And, and there's really only two main people who are communicating back and forth. Right. So it's just really well-written. Um, the visuals are... are, are pretty but they're not like mind-blowing and so what really drives this game is about five hours of just dealing with this story and to hear to be able to stop and hear what the developers and the writers were thinking at this time when they made this uh, i I think it's kind of unique and kind of cool um so i wanted to throw that in there real quick is there a date for that it's out now actually so you can as of when we are releasing this you can go to your xbox and download it marketplace here we come for firewatch um there are a lot of fun games coming out, um, but 
sometimes is it too early to talk about a game? Like, there's games like coming out like three weeks from now that I want to focus on. I could care less about something that doesn't. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about Death Stranding. Apparently, now coming out in 2019. I'm like, I don't know if yeah, I'm gonna be like alive 19? in 2019. Yeah. Shit. I hope not. Oh. <laughs> hey, are you on my life insurance policy? Is that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when you have a wife and child, you yeah. shouldn't have, should have done that. Well, they have each other's, so I, you yeah, know, that's true. They're kind of accounted for. They're fine. Although uh, my nine-year-old daughter doesn't have a lot of uh, equity built up just yet. True. I keep telling her to sell more lemonade and cookies. You know. Um. <laughs> anyways, BS aside, new Mass Effect Andromeda trailer. What is Andromeda? I feel like that's like a space it's a, term. It's a like a, I don't know, a planet like a, or a part of the universe. They're yeah. saying it's like the furthest part of the universe, according to the trailers. Okay. Um, which doesn't, how do you have a furthest part of the, I don't know. I don't know. And so maybe it's the furthest part because it's so far away that they've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, it, the game looks great, but it's just cinematics. I, well, no, they did show a little, oh, there's bit of a gameplay. little gameplay. I must have missed that. But, but it's hard to, it's hard to tell nowadays because some, some, so much of the gameplay looks sort of cinematic in general. True. But, uh, the new trailer that came out still it's still not like a full-on trailer because you still have the developers showing um, some of the graphic artists like at their computer making these worlds and making these characters. This is as teasy as a tease gets. And they're yeah, and they're doing their voiceover where they're saying we have made Mass Effect Andromeda to blah 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 blah. And so it still doesn't get you hyped like some sort of really good trailer would because well, it's not tangible not and, yet yeah and so what's weird is like their original reveal trailer didn't have any of that no substance but to there it. was no sub exactly there's no substance it didn't tell you anything it was just saying it's an announcement that this is going to happen and 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 they've had a couple of trailers out since but these they don't show anything and they don't show a date and so i guess yeah you're right what's what is too early? And I, I, I love the Mass Effect. Yeah, but do you games, know how much is going to come but, and go between this announcement and the time it actually comes out? It's like, yeah, it's and, almost like why it's like showing your cards before you see the rest of the hand. You know? Well, it, I mean, look what it did to Last Guardian, for example. Last Guardian is finally coming out, but uh, it was years now? ago. It was years ago yeah, that we first started the, getting excited. Exactly. And now, people could almost care less and it's the only not people generating that, a lot of buzz no really the isn't. only people that really care are the hardcore gamers that remember the old shadow of the colossus and ico days word and for the regular gamer for this 20 year old who's been gaming for five years he has no idea what that is yeah. and he's not gonna buy it and there's no way with the 10 years of developing that game that they're going to make any money um, and so i guess my point is wouldn't it have been so much better if they never teased it until E3 of this year and then said, guess what? It's coming out like November, December of 2016. Then the buzz would have never stopped. If I don't know why. Yeah, it's going to eventually die down. And it, and it has, Already. for example. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Mass Effect, I, I, I feel like, is, is going to happen the same way. They should just call it Mass Effect 4, the apology for the ending of Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Even though it they was, went back and patched it and stuff like it that. It was a bad ending. God. Well, who knows? We don't know when this is coming out, but apparently sometime... like We'll have a new president by then, that's to say for sure. Maybe we'll have a new president after we get this new president. Oh, yeah. Are you following me? see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's a lot of delays. <laughs> but you know what's not going to be delayed? Because Hopefully. It's well, I mean, at but this it, rate, I, I don't see how everything's strapped in. It's just waiting to ship. October 13th, the VR. Sony. Sony, Sony VR, VR is finally out. Uh, I Such a creative title. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about this. Well, it's virtual reality as done by Sony. What do we want to go? It's like that episode of The Simpsons when they introduce a new uh, itchy and scratchy character. And he's like, I don't know. We'll call him... Poochie, but make it more yeah. creative. They're like, uh, so is Poochie okay with everyone? They're like, yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> so the Sony Poochie, <laughs> it's the Poochie of VRs. Actually, I have I have no want to play VR. Really? As an owner. I don't want to own VR. But, okay. Because if I go to someone's house, they're like, dude, try it out. I'll be like, hell yeah. But am I going to pay $400 or whatever, $800? I don't know what it is. Like, I really don't know what it is. No, or if there's, so or if there's right. tiers for, of it. So... Uh, yeah, so it's four hundred dollars for the VR piece Ugh. of it, and you have to have a PS4 already. Yeah, granted, they're coming out with cheaper consoles now that the Slim's been announced. So now, sure, the original yeah. PS4s are like fifty to one hundred dollars cheaper with bundles and whatnot. But still, for 
the total package price, you are around seven, eight hundred dollars after taxes. Depending, you've well, actually, paid, you're right. After taxes, you're depending even on where you are. You've paid, and you go buy a game. I'm assuming these VR games are going to be more expensive. No, no, they're still a standard price. I, th- I 60, don't know. Sixty bucks upon I release think so. for most. But here's here's the thing about VR is that it it's not really good in the same vein of normal video games where you expect to get 10 hours of gameplay at least it's not that way you expect to get maybe a half hour full of gameplay because anything more than that is almost too much oh yeah and in I've, a certain sense i've actually been watching some people so stupid that i do this watching people play video games it's like wow what a what a concept. Well, that concept is actually multi-million dollar business yeah, know, right now, but, so it's um, not that dumb. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the guys while they're playing it have said, like, this demands a lot of you. Yeah. It's like being, like, right up here for a 3D movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and so this one guy, he's like, I like people on his channel have been asking him to play more VR games. He's like, I don't He's like, want I can't. I can't yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, he's like, I can't handle it. And he's like, my face gets hot and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think it takes a lot out of people. And it's just like, is any one game going to be... Although I, I got to say, if I would want a VR console for any one specific game, it'd be the Batman VR. That's going to be cool. I, I Conceptually, really I, I'm bought, I, I'm, I would buy it. I'm sold on it. Uh, Whereas well, you're not even... It's not like a normal ba- Batman game because apparently you're getting dressed... And then you're going to do some detective work, and uh, there's really not any fighting involved. Still, just conceptually, it, it has but, hooked me. Yeah, in. and it, it's it's just that it's just that always having the desire and that dream of being Batman, and so they do such a good job in the marketing because, like, their tagline is like "Wear the cowl." Yeah, you know. But then something. it will be as accurate as can be for someone like you or me or anyone else who plays the game to go. I'm Batman. Yeah, I can't do my, I can't do the deep voice like, oh, I'm Batman. This, Actually, this like sounds it. dumb when I say it. We'll agree. All right, thanks. Yeah. So tell us about some of this this demo disc, this demo disc that comes with the console or something like that. I'm really glad that Sony's decided to do this. They are including a demo disc with almost 20 games included. When was the last time we got demo discs? Like that, that just hasn't existed. Wow, it's been a long time. In like a decade. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I think Sony really understands that this is all new, and every single person has, well, besides those that are in the industry that might get a sneak peek, every regular gamer has no idea what VR is, and and they generally think of these things as games, not experiences, and so, I, so Sony realizes that, and they're saying, hey, the only way you are going to get the full feel of this experience is to actually just try it in multiple different iterations. And that's what this, the, the disc is. I'm just going to read the names of the games that come with it. Alamet Battle Zone, Drive Club VR, Eve Valkyrie, Nog, which is a weird G-N-O-G, um, Harmonix, kind of Mu- <laughs> Harmonix Music VR, Headmaster. Hmm. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> might be one of those AO titles, adult only. They're like, when you put on this VR headset, you are the master of your own head. And you're <laughs> yes. like, aren't I normally <laughs> the master just, of my own head? It just shows you a reflection of how stupid you I look am. actually wearing that. <laughs> I like, am oh. the headmaster. Um, and then there's one called Here They Lie, hmm. Job Simulator, which actually... It, it, what the hell is that? Oh, so this, this is actually really cool. Job Simulator is... Have you ever seen the Goat Simulator? Ugh. Okay. Yes, unfortunately. I know, it's pretty. It's actually pretty bad in my opinion. But um, the way that Goat Simulator makes fun of being a goat is the way that Job Simulator makes fun of you just having a normal office job. <laughs> That's cool. So, like, you can stick a donut in the copier and it copies more donuts, <laughs> right? Like, like stuff makes like sense. that. It's almost like, um, I think the premise is that you're in the future and you're going... Like you put on a headset that takes you what 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 it was like back in the in the two thousands, you know that kind of thing. I'm done with that. And so it's very satirical in that sense. I think that's really cool. Apparently, it's pretty fun to play. Um, PlayStation VR Worlds, Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, which is not the not the full game. This is just the kitchen teaser. Oh right. And remember, the kitchen teaser was um, released as the kitchen before it was the unveil shown to be an actual resident evil seven cool and res infinity 
Riggs Mecha- Res Infinite or Infinity? Res Infinite. Riggs Mechanized Combat League. Thumper. Tumble VR. Until Dawn Rush of Blood, which is, of course, made from the same people who do the um, the old uh, uh, Until Dawn. I believe that this one's on rails, though. Oh, like cool. you're on like a, you, by that I mean like you're on a like a roller coaster or something. Sure. Wayward Sky and Within. Um, so those are the games or the demos that you'll get along with it. And then look for these games at some point in the future. Yeah. And so what I think is really neat is each one of these maybe no more than probably five to fifteen minutes in a demo. Perfect. Probably no more than that. But the fact that they give you so many, that's like that, they're really smart. That's that perfect amount for you to invite your friends over and have them experience PlayStation VR. And then that's going to make those people go, oh my God, this is awesome. I want this. Oh, it's, it's and, marketing, smart marketing. Oh, yeah. That was that was smart, what you just said. Thank you. Yeah, you should be in marketing. I want to be, actually. I would love to tell people about video games and nachos and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a I'm a digital marketer for Nachos and video. Games. Nachos is that a company? Just the, Nachos in general. Yeah, I I really love Nachos and um, I'm really good at just pushing the word out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if I told you there is a potentially new movie news about stuff like Spawn? Would you want to like talk about it? Yeah, actually, then we're gonna talk about movies. Yay! And I'm gonna interrupt you. Uh. say some words and i want you to let me know how you feel okay Mm. dark r-rated scary badass sounds like my childhood right no actually it sounds like those would be really cool ways to describe this hopeful uh re-adaptation if you will of spawn oh my gosh that's (laughs) exactly that's exactly what it is so todd mcfarland the original creator of Spawn has Therefore announced, best. yeah, has announced that a new Spawn. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a remake, but I'm assuming it can't. They can't really. Yeah, there's nowhere to make go. Like a second no, version of it. No, they just got to say, hey, we're not acknowledging that previous right. attempt, which is fine. Which is totally fine. Um, is so Todd McFarlane is writing a script and he described it as quote dark R rated scary badass. Sounds like his version of Spawn, not what ended up becoming uh, the what 1996 or 1997. Seven, yeah. yeah. So uh, no, actually, okay. I think the original Spawn movie, though not great. Granted, I was a kid when this happened. I thought it was pretty cool and pretty scary. And I think John Leguizamo actually did a pretty good well, job. Well, yeah, everyone as... knows that that was the best part of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think this could be like an adult Spawn film. Because if you read the original comics or the, um, not the uh, Saturday morning uh, animation they had some years ago, but the actual uh, more risque version of the animation, mm-hmm. um, it's dark. It's, it's, it's gnarly. Uh, well, it's, the story itself yeah. is a really dark story. Totally. So I've, I have no idea if this is going to come to fruition, but God, I hope so. It's, I mean, it sounds like it is. He's, he's describing the script. So apparently there's already a script in place. So yeah, but how many times do scripts get changed by the no, time you're right. you see a, a script being written to the final product? Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, no, you're right. You you're know, totally for instance. right. So, so hopefully it stays that way. That would be hopefully awesome. Hopefully it stays to Todd McFarlane's original Like vision. true to source. Yeah. Yeah, I would be a big fan of that. So uh, another thing that I want to bring up Along the same lines is that there is a new Crow movie coming our way pretty soon. That was exactly what came to my mind. You know, uh, we should... I wonder if they'll have fight milk in it. Fight milk? God, it's been a while since I've seen that. Is that a piece of it? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Made with the eggs of real crows. I do remember. And alcohol. I thought we were still okay. No, sorry. I thought we were talking about the crow. I and I was like, a little bit. I was like, man, it's been a while, but I do not remember fight milk in no, the crow. No, he was in a. Uh, his <laughs> name was Eric. And we, when we say the crow, we're not talking about any of those like twenty shitty straight to Brandon DVD. Lee's original. Yes. Why well, I say Brandon Lee's original? He, he was the actor who played the crow, but he was great. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. In fact, one of my he tragically co-work- died doing it. Yeah, uh, we're not breaking any news by saying that, but yeah, yeah spoilers. I know. <laughs> 
uh, posthumous spoilers award awards <laughs> spoiler <laughs> awards alerts not awards we should have words sp- of spoiling uh, there should be a spoiler awards <laughs> where they spoiler alert awards where they give awards to the best endings in movies um that so, haven't happened yet and then yes. they tell you about it so here's um here's something interesting yes jason momoa is in talks to play the title character the title character brandon lee's character yeah I don't Why? know how I feel about that. Yeah. Here's the thing I don't understand. This guy was in like five episodes of Game of Thrones. He was... He's good, but... He he was good as a barbarian right. or a, a Dothraki, you know, uh, and speaking a made-up language and looking fierce and badass and... And wearing like eyeshadow. He had glam rocker when he was like calm yeah. and stuff like that. That was... The first season was 2011. He, I think back in 2009 or 2010, he was in that bullshit uh, remake of Conan that nobody cared about. Oh, is that him? The fact that you even like barely can speak to it is just proof of what I'm saying. Why does he matter again all of a sudden? Like 2011 was five years ago. And then now all of a sudden, like the phone's ringing for him. You know, of course, now he's confirmed and we've seen footage of him as Aquaman. But it's like he was like on sleep mode. Well, that's the way it always goes. Look at chris pratt or somebody like that true he was a nobody and had a hard time getting acting gigs until his big breakthrough role just on tv and parks and rec and then his big movie and he just blows up in in jurassic world so i mean that's that happens i mean i don't know what the guy actually can do i mean yeah we really haven't seen him in much no and uh, yeah he must have a good screen test or something but here's the thing he's got a certain style about him he he's, is he's polarizing. Huge, he's something to look at. Yeah, he's, he's like brooding. Hawaiian. Yeah. You say Peruvian? N- no, I say he's, he's brooding. brooding. Oh, yeah. he's a brooding Peruvian? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like an evil wrestler name. And welcome now. <laughs> Weighing 255 pounds, the brooding Peruvian. <laughs> he comes out to like congas and stuff. Like Gloria <laughs> Stefan comes out and <laughs> sings with him, even though she's not Peruvian. But it's uh, hard but for it's, me to know the difference. Racist. Yeah. So <laughs> it works way, so. in my mind. So here's what I don't like. Please. Brandon Lee. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let me, yeah. Yeah, he was a skinny martial arts kid. Yeah, and so I just kind of, let me go into a little bit of the whole comic book story of, of the Go crow, into right? it. Go into so it hard. So there's been several people that played the crow in the comics. I shouldn't say played, but became the title of sure. the crow in the comics. The crow's more like an idea than one person yes. like V for Vendetta. It, yes. It wasn't just about him. He's... Anyone can be him. Exactly. So basically, anyone can be the crow. Like the long... doctor a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of. Sort like of. goth doctor. Um, but as long as that person has a strong like desire for revenge when they die, like it, somebody wronged them and then they died and they... And that was, you know, that was the story to the original crow, right? Where Which had a really cohesive he story. He came back to life to uh, get revenge. And so, they, you know, they come back to avenge something like the person that murdered them or, or whatever. I, I guess my thing is, is as long as Jason Momoa doesn't play the same Brandon Lee character. He comes back as Call Drago. That, right? Yeah. Because that's already been done and done well. Yes. We need to see a new crow with a different person, different Yeah, a name. reason to care. Wait. If I want to watch the crow, I'm not going to go pay 10 bucks for what is going to be likely... A crappy remake because let's face it reimaginings and remakes are kind of stock average right to be nice about it nowadays so if i want to watch the crow i'm just going to go watch netflix and yeah yeah, watch original so yeah it's been long enough where it's still going to be fairly new to me yeah and i Uh, get what you're saying so hopefully they make this a a polarizing story as to well if we're just rehashing the story and put a new coat of paint on it i'd just rather stick with the original but here's here's what sort of gets me um the Jason Momoa, as a human being, he's huge. He's incredibly muscular. He's um, he's towering over everyone around him, right? And so he already has this built-in scariness to him. And I think one of the things that made the original Crow so good was you just had this guy who was kind of skinny. I mean, yeah, he was a, he, like was, a, he a, was muscular in in a skinny way. He was way. toned. But he was yeah. tone, yes, but he wasn't. He wasn't huge, like a linebacker, yeah. And like, but the but he could still just devastate whoever he needed to go after, right? And in this case, I feel like 
what would make a more interesting story is somebody who in life couldn't really harm somebody be physically like and then and then now as the crow they have that capability yeah the spirit like, pushes them not yes. their like physical and i feel like with this guy this guy could kick anyone's ass right off the get-go just by the straight look of him and people are going to be afraid of him and then when he dies and he comes back as the crow there not much changes so i feel like i don't know i feel like they shouldn't have gone with a larger person well let's see if it gets confirmed it's just speculative I mean, he's in, yeah he's in talks we'll see but I think it would be great to just kind of pick somebody who wouldn't you wouldn't think about being so scary, and then that's the that becomes a big what win. If they made if a fem story, yeah, that could totally work. I would be okay with that. I could absolutely be okay with that. And then it's just that it's like the ring, the you know the movie, the ring, the scary movie with the girl who normally as a just girl with long hair, she's just that. But as this ghost, she becomes one of the scariest, creepiest creatures that you've ever seen on film. I like what you, I, I know what you're saying, and I kind of agree. Yeah. Huh. So that's my that's stay my tuned for cents. more news on that. Yeah. A couple of other things with movies. Uh, John Wick two. We've seen some posters yeah. from it. Great first movie, and I'm glad to see there is. Uh, I guess now, even more so, confirmation of a sequel. Yeah, oh yeah, it's for sure now. And I, yeah, I love the original John Wick. I think. Will it's, his dog be in the second one? That'd be awesome if he just gets another dog and they just kill it again. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's the thing, you know, it wasn't the story at all that made that the movie good. The story was incredibly because basic. It was, yeah, it was, it, that's exactly what it was. It was just a super basic story, but damn, the choreography and the fighting in that was so good, and that's what made it cool. Yeah, and he really, I think he did great as the title character. He's got one face, and it's like he can't smile, he can't frown, he just is stone faced at all times. And in certain movies, that is exactly what is needed. And I think John Wick is one of them. I actually, I actually think that um, the Matrix was another one. You needed somebody in the Matrix who just looked like he had no idea what the fuck was going on the entire time. And that's exactly the way Keanu Reeves looks, like throughout his entire life. Yeah. So, so I wonder if, when that's coming out. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. 17-ish, 2017-ish. That sounds about right. Um, and then we're just going to do some rapid fire here on some trailers that we've watched recently that we just want to kind of mention a few things about. First of which? Max Steel. Okay, what is Max Steel? I'm not sure. I think it's... So, is in it, the beginning, it said Mattel. So, he's a toy So, he's line. a toy. And so, they're... I, I don't know much about it. I don't Probably know not our generation. Probably uh, for something younger people would might might know a little yeah. bit more about it so the trailer started out and it looked almost like an amateur trailer it did it looked really it low like budget and bad yeah so did i so did i and so then yeah you start to see the special effects and then you're like oh well this is actually might be a decent movie it's, yeah it looks very general like your father gave you powers he was trying to fix the universe and he's instilled in you and when he gets suited up just from the trailer he kind of looks like iron man and they show a clip where he's in his suit and you see his yeah. face and you see the holographic reflections of his mech on his face yeah. looks very Tony Starkish, but cool. We'll see. It comes out like soon though, October already. Yeah, I and, and, don't and imagine it's gonna do a box office. I I was just about to say that. If we didn't even know that, yes, a few weeks out, considering that it's a few weeks out and we barely talking about it, it's not gonna be great. Yeah, but that, you know what that means is that means that the studio probably recognizes it's probably not a great movie, it. and they're not putting a bunch of money into it. No, so. Um, Hopefully it's better than Gem and the Holograms. Oh, such a good movie, Speaking right? Of toy line, or no, that was a cartoon. Was but cartoon, they had a, yeah. accompanying toys. But yeah, at its source, it was that a cartoon. Horrible. I, I couldn't even masturbate to it. I was so angry. <laughs> Speaking of masturbating, yeah. No. Speaking of toys, one Leg, and the same. Lego Batman. Lego Batman looks hilarious. That looks awesome, and I and love I'm, the original Lego movie. Go for Will Arnett too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that looks fun. Um, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. What I'm not looking forward to is the new Underworld movie, Underworld Blood Wars. Underworld, who cares by now? It's the only thing Kate Beckinsale's got on a consistent basis. It's like her her gig now. Yeah, which is Selena. Sad. I stopped watching at like Underworld two, 2 or whatever it was yeah. called. No, once you saw 2, you're like this sucked and then they were just horrible. And then that. they made that or prequel that didn't even have her and that like just bombed and then they tried to bring her back and like it's done. It's it's dead on the I vine. It feels bled I, I, dry. The, the big question is why? Why are we doing this one? 
Just yeah. let it go. If they haven't figured it out by now, they're dumb. The lichens or the lychees or the vampiros or I don't even remember. Yeah. First one, cool. Everything since then, could care less. Speaking of First why, one, yeah. why do this? Yeah, what are we on our like seventh go round by now or eighth? I don't know. With this uh, new Resident Evil, the final chapter. You know what? The final chapter is never the final chapter with things like these. They made in Friday the Thirteenth. They made I think number it was in the, numerically it was number four. It was the final chapter, and then they wait a few years. No, let's let's bring let's him rehash back. it. Yeah. Oh, he got struck by lightning. His corpse and he's back and stuff like that. It's like, okay, you know, I I love Resident Evil. It is near and dear to my heart. I love Resident As Evil a things. As a game. As a game. And then some of the 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 off shots it's it spawned. Right. I actually liked the first movie. I thought the first movie because they were tried to make it a little sci fi ish and a little horish, and then it just went like action everything. It became the quick time events yes. of movies. It did what the Matrix did. Yeah, but where, it was dumb. Yeah. That's not the Resident Evil's place. Yep. And then if you watch one from this last one that's coming out, granted I haven't seen it and I really got no desire to, but I've seen them all up until this point. The, that franchise, even though they're using similar characters and names, suffers from an identity crisis. It looks like literally like there's been like a, yeah. a roulette of cast, a roulette, not cast, a roulette of crew. Even though it's the same guy directing them all the time, Paul W.S. Anderson or whatever his name is, he's boning, or he's married to uh, Mila <laughs> Hopefully he's Jovovich. also boning. Well, I mean, when you get married, things yeah. slow down, let me tell you. Um, so th- they're returning to the hive. Yes. That's sort of when I first that's saw that the in the trailer. That's the selling point from the I trailer. Thought, that's good. They're, they they bring back the Red Queen and and she's all like she has to 2016 looking. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, that's. It looks like they might have been like in the writers' room thinking, oh well, none of these have been any good except the first one. Let's try to rehash the first one. And I mean, they'll make their money, I guess, but they're special big CGI. F- but here's the funny thing, this movie. It says January 2017. Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, or if you're in Japan... Biohazard, <laughs> Resident, Resident Evil. Evil um, also comes out... Uh, we actually know to the date it comes out January 24th. I don't know the exact date of this one. We could look it up, but I imagine they're going to be actually pretty close on releasing. It seems like they're going the opposite direction. Everyone's like... In the, the video game, is like, look, we've gotten too action-y and too blam, 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 and Michael Bay-ish and Call of Duty-ish. We need to bring it back to our horror origins, right. which it looks like it is, especially with some of these new trailers that are out. And it looks slow and plodding and creepy and very mysterious and just creepy. Scary. And then these movies started off as trying to be kind of slow, creepy, and scary in the Raccoon City and using characters you know. And now it's just like, action! And it's like, Alice yeah. has her powers. Alice has lost her powers. Alice has her powers again. Lost her powers. She can... She can take on the world they make it seem like and it's yeah. like no that's dumb yeah and then the wesker is back again according to this trailer yeah Wesker's it's got sir, back. uh ian glenn who plays sir jorah sir jorah mormont from game of thrones but oh yeah yeah is is that star power enough no, to, no. so i yeah i agree with you i feel like god damn it i feel this, like the video games are going in the right these. direction because they're they're seeing after especially after resident evil 6, 6 which was which is garbage yeah by far the worst video game that they've ever done on the resident evil series uh, you didn't play operation raccoon city or the umbrella oh Kukron. no i did um, oh god i did and i and still you still even think that i still think that six was way worse damn that's a strong statement yes so uh Penis. and it sounds like they're going okay we've fucked it up let's just, let's start over and whereas the movies are doing the opposite right they're 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 going they're doing what what Transformers is doing. Let's just go bigger. Let's just go with more explosions and more no, CGI. We don't want that. That's not what Resident Evil is. That's an action movie. That's not Resident Evil. And movie. that's what it's been since basically number two. They started making it all gimmicky and cartoony and actiony and just annoying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, anyways, January two thousand seventeen. Please support the real real Resident Evil. What I hope is going to be in the game. And if you go see the movie, cool. But the trailer really does not make me care. It it's too little, too late at this point. I, I think agree. they started the first movie back in like two thousand two, two thousand three. Most franchises don't hold on for fifteen years and still matter. Let's face it, and this no. one certainly is. And it no should exception. have died off a long time ago. Long time ago. So, so right. that's what we feel. Yeah, we feel strongly. We feel very strongly. Yeah, listen uh, to us. Yeah, punch the air. We're putting this on a microphone and putting it on the internet so that. Our voices are heard for our future generations. <laughs> Who the hell is going to listen to this in the future? Nobody. Who <laughs> listens to this right now? You. You. You do. 
Um, all right, so I think we're done with movies. You say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm succinctly satisfied. Hmm, nice. Thank you. The only logical next step the... is a shadow of the synopsis. Uh, my shoulder popped when I raised my fist. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to read Brandon a very generic synopsis. Uh, let's see if he can guess what movie, TV, video game, comic book... Could be any of those. Could that be I a game am. show. We should do a game show. Game synopsis, show. like a one-off, one week. <laughs> Steve Harvey gets two families to. Oh, uh, Miss USA pageant mess up. <laughs> God, that was bad. Yeah, it wasn't. That was uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I love or is that it. the Miss World? I don't know. Who gives? All right, here's your shadow of the synopsis. Lay it on me. After being cryogenically frozen, a man awakens to find himself thirty years into the future. Austin Powers. <laughs> Sorry. Did I derail you? Well, you got it right. Shit, sorry. Hey, this. Hey, you got me the one time when I, I did. said infamous, and you just jumped right on it. I don't have a backup though. Then I win. We win. My bad. I was honestly just saying that like goofily too. No. So, all right. Well, I'm gonna. You ruined it for all the listeners, and you're a okay. horrible person because of that. So let me just read the rest. of it. And then they could see if they would have figured it out. Yeah. Okay. So after being cryogenically frozen, a man awakens to find himself 30 years in the future. With the help of his new partner, he now must stop his nemesis who has stole nuclear weapons and is holding the world hostage for $100 billion. <laughs> but this is... I was going to do this all like stone face to make it sound like a serious... Yeah, you weren't going to do it like like, $100 billion. (laughs) But this is not the only problem our protagonist has. He must make peace with the fact that his previous culture and technology are out of date and he must get used to his new life in the in the future. Dude, if there was no context to the fact that was awesome powers, I'd be like, oh, that'd make a really cool story. Yeah. It it, it kind of sounds like a it could have been a... Like in the way I wrote it was supposed to be I see what you were doing there, yeah. My bad. Don't worry. We'll we'll make up for it next time. So we should implement a rule. Seeing as how I've stepped on your nuts now and you've stepped on my nuts in the past, even if right. you know it, just like sit on your hands, so to speak. Instead of... Okay. We'll ah, just have to idea. use self-control. Let a and little... you, can, you can even say from... Oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I know what this is, but go ahead. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. I, I get what you're saying because we want this to be play-alongable for everyone, not just right. ourselves. Right. My bad, but I'm glad that I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. No, that was good. I... And I really didn't I like any I of would, the sequels. I thought I was I thought, going a little bit outside of our genre with no, a general No, I totally appreciate that. I think so, that's cool. All right. All right. And you know, that would be a hit if like at a con, you just randomly show up as Austin Powers because even though it's not succinctly, yeah, that's not the right word to use. Sorry. Even though it's not expressly, you know, geek, but that would be, everyone would recognize that. And it takes a geek to dress up like Austin Powers. Yep. So Brandon, um, sorry about that. Thank you very much. We still win. Why don't you take us, close us, uh, close up shop here with uh, this week's quote. Awesome quote. I, you know, it'd be one thing if you just had a quote, but we strive for more than that. We want to put the awesome in awesome quote in geek history. I, I agree. Are you going to do that? I'm going to. Can you? Yeah. Let me let me set this up here. Yo, Data the P, come on. I got the munchies. Hang on. Hang on. What's your name, babe? I'm Shake. Ah, you want to... Uh... Take me to your dorm room for a drink or something? No. But I believe this little lady needs to have a life experience. Come here. What's your door? Don't kiss me. No, it's cool. I yeah, get rubber. What? You stay outside. You stay on me. Oh, rejected. Dude, I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. As do I. I know you do. And I think that's why we're friends. Makes sense. For those of you who are not familiar with the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, go to Hulu. Enjoy all of the seasons. Especially in the, the especially the first seasons. couple, two or yeah. three, are just amazing. Totally, they get you know five and six, and progressively obscure. Yep. All right, I think this is it. I, I think, think it I is. think this is a good way to end it. Seems like it. Off of something classic like Aquatine. So Brandon. Yes, Brandon. Could you do me? Could you do me a favor? Yes. Will you let these fine folks know where they can connect to us? Because I don't. We're not getting very many people connecting to us. I don't think we're getting our message across. Yeah, we want to make it loud and clear where you can listen to us loud and clear and free, by the way. So find us on our website, randomfandomcast.com. We have information about ourselves, who we are, why we do this, and all our past episodes so you can get an auditory 
flavor for nice. what you're going to be listening to and what you can expect. Also, connect with us on Twitter. We don't tweet a lot, but damn, they're great when we do. <laughs> I think so. I, I know so. At randomfandomwbb.com. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever your preferred podcast app is. If it's one of those three, at least, you're, you're there. <laughs> so are we, and we'd like for you to listen to us. And also email us, randomfandomcast at gmail.com. All these things I mentioned are linked up on our website, which Brandon built with his own two interneting hands, randomfandomcast.com. Check us out, guys. So I want to leave you with some words that we said last time that I really like. Stay geeky. I, I think that could be a tagline. I think so. I like uh, the one I kind of thought of. Thanks for being a fan of our fandom. Can we? So you, we should say them at the same time. Okay. One, two... Thanks for being a fan of our fandom. San Diego. (laughs) Something in your neighborhood that brings together all the nerds. This event is called a Comic-Con. Obese people fill the space, a smell that you just can't escape. But by comparison, you are a god. And so if you ever get the chance to go, you've got to go to Comic-Con. Come on, let's go to a Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, it's a motherfucking Comic-Con. The cosplay's out there on display. The toys are there for you to play. But if you mix that up, you'll get kicked out. If you see a celebrity, just keep on walking cause that shit ain't free. They'll charge you 50 bucks to say hello. But yeah, if you ever get the chance to go, you've gotta go to Comic-Con. It's time for motherfucking Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Get down at the motherfucking Comic-Con. Comic-Con You're a nerd, you belong in a Comic-Con Comic-Con Some sexy bitches dressed up at the Comic-Con If you're lucky and your town has one You better get tickets to that Comic-Con